Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Each episode, we feature a few short, fresh pieces of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and everything in between. Our mission is to elevate small works with big voices and the writers and publications behind them. This episode features pieces of fiction that in some way all involve a terrestrial or earthly aspect. We'll start with a single sentence stunner called Cosmonauts Used to Carry Guns in Space. It was written by Kirsten Renault and published by HAD, also known as Hobart After Dark, on December 26, 2020. Enjoy. is to deny the possibility that after the cosmonauts prepare their bodies for a life above the clouds, after they break through the glass sky, shatter the atmosphere on their way into the cosmos, after they race through the universe, dance across Ursa Minor and Major, after they land back on Earth smelling of burnt rocket fuel, with stardust still stuck to their hair like dandruff and dripping off their shoulders, after they experience the stuff of gods and heavens, After all that, they won't eventually have to return to face off against a Siberian bear. Kirsten Renault is a creative nonfiction editor at Bayou Magazine and has been previously published in the Three Penny Review, Hobart, Trampset, and others. You can find her on social media at Renault Glow or on her website at kirstenrenault.com. This next piece is a dusty old soul titled Parable of the Drought. It was written by Maradon Duckler and published by No Contact on December 22, 2020. Please enjoy. Parable of the Drought. I was rattling the inside of an old saltine tin when you came home. We're out of tears, I said. Again, I said. You put the bags down in a huff. They were supposed to last until the party, you said. Where did they go? 
Well, we both know the answer to that. You spent them, pretending it's for others to be donated or sent overseas, but it's crap. Everyone knows you cried up all those tears for yourself. My eyes have been dried for 15 years. My mouth is like a ghost lake. Sadness scurries in rat feed at the bottom of my well. A soul could drop a rock in there and hear no echo. Whereas you are a fountain, bountiful crocodile. The world is your blue handkerchief, wrung once and snapped out fresh. I am sad, I said. I'm broken. I walked to the other room and saw you absorbed in the images, taking a screenshot and superimposing it on your face. What do you want now, you said. I tried to explain to you about my hollow, my dust. You turned your face to me. God damn, you are beautiful. I'm so sorry, you said, and your eyes filled up with tears. Maradon Doppler lives and works in Oregon, where she writes micros, poetry, and plays, sometimes all in the same piece. She's had work published in New Flash Fiction, Frigg, Hobart, and was a finalist for Fine Line. You can find her on Twitter at Maradon D and on Instagram under her full name, Maradon Duckler. You can also visit her website at MaradonDuckler.com. Our final piece brings us all the way down to the earth, down to the floor. It's called Moss. It was written by Fiona M. Jones and published in Longleaf Review on May 31st, 2020. Enjoy. Down here at the bottom of the year, the greenest thing is moss. In low December light, lower than the cloud-headed hills, familiar greens have darkened or faded or gone. Gorse and firs stand almost black, and ragged hill grasses not so far off grey. Brackens have browned and crumpled lower under every autumnal storm. Paths trodden by walkers or sheep lie blackened with mud. Damp everywhere, and damper still with every passing day of mist or sleet or downpour. But up here in the wind-shredded sunlight, patches of moss glow rich in fresh colour, laying claim to every space on rock or rough ground, thriving, crowding, thickening on their own captured load of moisture, only to capture more. This year, while forests burned around the world and too many green things died, the mosses have quietly flourished. This autumn, while leaves fell and herbage died back, the mosses everywhere turned dullness into variegating green. Down there in the town at the foot of the hillside, someone rips unwelcome greenness from his roof or blasts unwanted growth from his tidy red-bricked driveway. It's a bad year for moss, he'll say to himself, for mosses have advanced all over, furring, softening stone walls and edging walkways, deepening shaded ground, grasping dampness and pulling nourishment out of air, gathering carbon back into peat. In faraway London, where generations of inhabitants fought against small green incursions, City designers now build tall rectangular towers of mosses above their heavy traffic streets, turning back in desperation to nature to cure polluted air. 
And everywhere I look, even on crowded city pavements, the tiny plants this year seem bent upon invasion, certain of their right. Moss can't do much, but in its own small way it's doing its best to save us. Down here on the slippery edge of creation's seventh night, moss is the greenest thing. Fiona Jones writes very short pieces, usually about trees and things. You can find her on Twitter and Facebook at Feige20. That's F-I-I-J 20. Micro is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Original music is by Matt Ordez. You can find all of the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. You should be able to find us everywhere you find podcasts soon, but you can always find our shows at micropodcast.org. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.